Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott. Physically distancing, as always. Hello, Scott. Oh boy, Sean. I'm here. Physically distancing, as you say. Yeah. Uh, hold up in my uh, my apartment. Feeling pretty cold. You might be able to hear yeah. the uh, the furnace is going. It's going to stop soon. But holy balls, it's cold outside. Uh, <laughs> I went for a walk today uh, in the early afternoon just to you know get the blood pumping. And uh, whew, I gotta yeah. tell you, I, I was glad I had my big parka. Yeah, no question. We are just a little less than a week away from the official start of winter, but Scott, winter has found us here in the nation's capital. It is cold outside, but one fun discovery is, for me at least, is that we bought some neck gaiters back in the summer that we had done up for uh, the Game of Stones with the logo on them, and the science seems to indicate that they're not great for uh, or as a mask. So I've worn it a couple times over a mask to keep the mask in place. But mm-hmm. I discovered when I went out yesterday with it that it's not terrible as like a scarf. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I hadn't thought of that, but I, I think I will try. Yeah. Next time. Uh, you're, you're right. The science uh, says they're not very good. Uh, the science that I did was trying to blow out a candle uh, while it was covering my face and uh, the candle sure did go out. So, yeah, not not great for protecting against the COVID, but good for keeping your neck warm. Yeah. And, and certainly I think when we get to the summer or summers, I think it'd be a good item to have for bald people too, because it would work on the top of your head. There's a little protection there. In certain cases, I'm thinking like pools, beach sort of thing. I think there's a lot of versatility to this. So even though the initial thought that we might be able to use it as a mask has sort of gone away, still good to have in the arsenal. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty good. Pretty good to have. Uh, maybe, Maybe if we get enough feedback, we can try to get those available on our web store. But uh we really need to hear it from you. Yeah, we uh, we really do. So let us know if that's something you would want us to do. And speaking of the web store, Scott, it is, of course, coming up to the Christmas times. We are in the midst of Hanukkah as we record this. I believe this is night seven. I could be wrong as we record this. Uh, but So we're in the back half of Hanukkah. And Scott, these are, of course, big gift giving times around the world as people gather mostly virtually i think this year to get together and give each other gifts that based off of the price of those gifts indicate how much you like that person the higher of course the more you like them and scott we thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about what would be good to get a curler for christmas and what type of curling gifts are out there for anyone who still needs a last minute holiday shopping spree yeah yeah maybe you've got a curler on your list that you have to uh, you know get some little stocking stuffers or uh, that one special gift that's really gonna 
make 2020 not as terrible as it's been. Yes, a little a little pick me up, if you will. And and if you remember, Scott, well, I think you'll remember because they're in your house. But uh, some of our listeners might remember your birthday about a month ago. I got you some old or old looking uh, images of patents, one for a curling stone and one for an old corn broom. That's uh, so I bought the image and then I went and I got them all framed up. That sort of Mm -hmm. thing, I think, is a wonderful type of a gift for a curler. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, something that brings a little spark of color into my into my uh, apartment, my room here. Uh, yeah. They look pretty good, so I'm I'm turning around because they're behind me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking uh, looking pretty sharp. That's a great gift. Yeah. So we want to talk about things like that uh, that, that you could have for a curler. So Scott, what what uh, what do you got first on your list as a good curling gift? So Sean, we talked about. Uh, curling in a mask and all of the sort of struggles that go along with that. Yeah. So uh, definitely for the the curling club player in your life, some really comfortable face masks uh, are going to be necessary. My favorite masks that I've tried uh, come from the website Send Us Masks. Uh, I they're they're just like two layers of cotton. They're very simple. They're very effective at blocking anything coming in and out. You can wash them in the washing machine. Their nose, uh, the nose bridge, it, like conforms to your face. It's really, really great. It gives me good coverage, like uh, under my chin too. They're my favorites. They're not that expensive. I think. I, I think it's like uh, fifty bucks for five. So. It's not bad. It's it's not too bad, not too bad. Um, it might even be less. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. So I would go with those. But along with that, Sean, if you're a player or know a player who wears glasses, uh, the magic cloths that uh, our friend Dean recommended, they are amazing and they work. And I've used them now the whole season and haven't had much problem with my lenses fogging up. And I know you've had some problems with your glasses. So yes. it may may be on your Christmas uh, list ah. as well this year. Okay, interesting. Well, I do. I don't have a tree, but I have a little Santa Claus who's overlooking the the things that I have had, that I have in here, uh, the gifts in here. So you know, if hopefully Santa's you know keeping keeping a close eye on it. But yeah, the the glasses thing is tough. If you've been in a curling facility or and you've played and you have glasses, it can be a, a bit of a challenge to breathe and not have those glasses fog up. One of the strategies that I've, I've undertaken or employed is first is I, I wear a different pair of glasses than I normally wear. I have a stainless steel pair that are pretty heavy and frankly, not very comfortable, nor do they even look that great. Not entirely sure why I have them, <laughs> but they've proven to be very good out there on the ice because I can put them a little lower on my nose. They don't fall off. And in that position, they don't fog up as much. And I've also found that tightening up the mask has helped with with the fogging. But you're right that even with all that, having that magic cloth, which Dean, as you said, he totally vouches for it. Scott, you raved about it the first night you used it. Mm -hmm. And we've also had people, I can't remember uh, which club, so I, I do apologize, but a club who we were interacting with on Twitter said they had a bunch of members who were trying them and just fell in love with them as well. So 
within the curling community, these things seem to be very popular. Nobody, at least to us, has said, I've tried it and hasn't worked for me. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to tweet about it actually right now. So those of you who are listening to the show, you can uh, know when when we recorded the show. There you go. (laughs) So uh, so yeah, so that sort of thing, that's a really practical gift. I, I totally agree that that's something that people would benefit from. I think another thing that often gets forgotten as as a nice gift for a curler that you can do without knowing too much about the type of equipment somebody uses. A new broom head never is a bad idea. Similarly, if you know the person's shoe size, a new gripper is always welcome. Mm-hmm. And if they use uh, discs or something on their not sliding foot, those can always use to be replaced. So those sorts of things that we often ourselves forget to do, they can be really beneficial to the other person because, hey, it's a reminder, like keep your equipment up to date and, and things fresh. And it's just good for everybody. It helps ice conditions and it just makes for a more pleasant experience all around. And it's not that people don't do them because they have any sort of like, ill will or they want to do bad things or have rocks pick or anything. It's just you forget the stuff's mm-hmm. in the locker. So th- this is one of those things that if you're at your pro shop, you're getting something for yourself. Hey, maybe just pick up a, a couple broom heads and you can give them out as stocking stuffers and gifts. Yeah, for sure. Especially uh, this year, Sean, we've taken to doing a lot more visual cues for sweeping calls yes. on the ice. And a, bright colored. Uh, exactly. Uh, a nice bright colored broom head uh, will really help communicate the uh, the the sweeping call a lot easier for sure 100% so that that sort of stuff that you're not always thinking of uh, th- those can be really good and the other thing too without any locker room access things that you wouldn't maybe normally need like personally I usually just keep my broom in the locker at the Ottawa curling club now mm-hmm. I can't and a couple weeks ago when I went to the club it was raining so I had to Sort of, I was very uncomfortable walking mm. to the club with keeping the broom head under the umbrella the whole time. It wasn't the most comfortable 12 minutes of my life walking over there. So something like a curling broom uh, cover uh, could be useful. Or even it, maybe if someone walks to the club, splash pants or something to cover their curling pants because you can't change at the club anymore. Like those sorts of little things that just make it a little easier to participate in your games this year if you're fortunate enough to be playing that sort of stuff can be really helpful in the midst of the pandemic yeah yeah for sure i know uh you are are big on the old pants there uh even even something like uh what bicyclists wear to keep their cuff from getting caught uh in the gear listen to my real uh smart bike knowledge and commentary Uh, even those kind of things can really help when you're walking to the club. Even for me, uh, from my car to the, to the front door can be really snowy. There can be salt on the ground and, you know, it could get some on my, on my pants without knowing it and inadvertently transfer to the ice. So, uh, those are all really good, really good options. Yeah. So, uh, so that's some of the on the ice practical things. Do you have other practical things that people can buy, Scott? I don't no great not practical stuff is way more fun so what not practical ideas do you have 
Well, I, I sort of like the idea, Sean, I know you keep track of all of your scores for the whole season. Uh, and in order to, you know, get value per win or whatever the heck it is you do, but I could see, you know, setting up some, somebody with a Google sheet or something where the whole family can contribute their curling stats or your group of friends or whoever, and you can finally figure out once and for all, who is the best curler amongst your friends. Yeah, that's a really, excuse me. That's a really good idea. It's something that doesn't cost any money and you can build out a spreadsheet. So everything populates automatically. That's a terrific idea. And yeah, I do it. It started for me to figure out how much money I was spending. And Mm -hmm. it was just to keep track of what I was spending at the bar each week. So I would come home and would put that in the spreadsheet. And then I thought, well, I'm going in there every week after the game. Anyway, I can remember what the score is if I really try uh, <laughs> when I get home next day, no chance. So I thought, why not just keep track? Cause I was curious to, to know playing twice a week, you have a sense, or at least I always have a sense of how the season's going, but mm. I would never know if it would just seemed like that. And if I was way off on, on my perception of how the team was playing or, or how I was playing myself. So I wanted to do it last year was the first year. I, I certainly enjoyed it. Just to have that information to look at it, it was kind of fun to know how things went. And you can see some trends in the games as well. And uh, so I'm going to do it again this year. There's more information to put in this year uh, for a couple of reasons. But yeah, it's one of those things that, especially this year, like you and I, Scott, we play in the same league on the same night, but we're on opposite sides of it. So Mm -hmm. we are never in the building together. So if you had this sheet, we could compare notes on that Thursday league being on opposite sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be fun to find out now, now, Sean, I believe you're in the B division or the A division. Uh, and, and my team is in the D division. So, uh, do we get any kind of handicap uh, bonus like in golf? Well, shouldn't we get it? Cause we're playing better teams. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, I think the the worse golf player you are, the more strokes you get. Yeah, but you're playing the same hole when you're playing golf. We're not mm-hmm. playing on the same. Uh, we're not playing the same competitive field. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. So no, you you get nothing. <laughs> so you get nothing. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. nothing at all. But yeah, that that is a really nice. Uh, that's a nice idea. And if you have family who are spread out around the world, potentially, that's a cool way to keep track of how each other is doing and yeah you have at the end of the year who won the most games yeah yeah uh you know doesn't it all come down to winning right you play to win the game you play to win the game you don't just play to play that's right that's right okay uh what else uh, what else do you have sean so i did this in the fall for another birthday And it's from Etsy. And I will say, if you want curling stuff, I would highly recommend Etsy and pick out some of these smaller, mostly individuals, uh, not even companies, who do these cool artsy type products, especially right now, given everything that's going on. uh, These folks can really use some support. So I went into Etsy and I got a curling cartoon done of somebody else for a birthday. So it's by cartoon portrait and you send them a couple photos and they will draw this person 
as a curler. And in the examples that they have, you can have them at the Olympics. You can have them at a Briar or Scotty's or a World Championship. You can have them at the local Bonspiel. You can change the clothing. And they're there. They're standing in the house. And you can put stuff on the back wall. You can put stuff on their shirt. I had a very hilarious thing put on the shirt of the one that I had done. So this is something that's pretty cool. It's another decorative thing. It's not dissimilar to the patents that I got for you, Scott, but it's one of those things that it's a nice personal gift and it's a fun thing that you can get for somebody they can, they can put up on their wall or, or at work. It's a bit of a conversation starter. So I really enjoyed the process of it. And I think it's a fun thing that you can do to support smaller folks who are putting stuff together on Etsy. Yeah. Yeah. Etsy's really great. Uh, I've definitely ordered some things from there before uh, a good place to go in and support, you know, some creators that uh, don't have the biggest platform and uh, you know, are you're sort of contributing to something maybe a little better than shopping on Amazon after yeah. I tweeted out that link uh, from Amazon, but Amazon. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, another thing that I thought of uh, that we could do is is uh, curling cameos. I yeah. fam- famously got you a, uh, a curling cameo from Matt Hamilton uh, for your birthday. Uh, go on there. Uh, the last I checked, John Schuster was also on cameo. But even you just get some regular celebrities to say, I hope you do well in your curling this season. Like that can be pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. And especially, you know, if there's, there's teams that you really like players that you really like who are on there who haven't been able to play. And for some of them, it is essentially a full-time job. You know, they could be feeling it economically a little bit. So it's nice if you can to support them, give them a little love and and bring the community together a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. And there is a Canadian version now too, Scott, that, um, the two girls in a game were talking about this, that uh, who's on it. Cheryl Bernard is on it. And I want to say Gushu is on it. And uh, so you can get some Canadians on there as well. So it's either through cameo or whatever the Canadian version is called that you can get those messages sent, which is really fun. It's, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at the Canadian section of, of cameo right now. Okay. Oh, get one from Nate Pearson. 35 bucks. It's a steal. I guess. But when he sends it to me, would it not, it, does it not have the opportunity or the, the likelihood that it would veer outside of my inbox? Yeah. Hey, oh. Um, so another thing you can do uh, that I think would be a, a really good idea head on over to the Sandra Schmerler Foundation, uh, do the donation in somebody's name. That's a nice gift, a nice sentiment. This time of year, we love the Sandra Schmerler Foundation with for uh, knee, pre, neonatal care. Uh, the work that they do is amazing. You can also, f- right through the Sandra Schmerler Foundation, you can buy masks. You can buy the curling calendar, the curling cares calendar. This isn't the other calendar, the men and women of curling back and forth. This is a different one uh, that you can find over at the Sandra Schmerler Foundation uh, greeting cards uh, as well that you can get from them. Certainly would recommend it uh, more than a worthy cause over there. So tapping into some sort of philanthropy for a Christmas gift, always a good idea. 
Yeah. Always a good idea. And, uh, you know, it can be any charity. Those are some that, uh, you suggested that curling generally supports, but, uh, anything in your community or something meaningful to that, uh, person, right. Uh, if you know somebody yeah. who's got a real cause celeb, uh, a little donation to, to their cause can really, uh, make the season bright. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, there's no shortage of, uh, of need given everything that's going on right now. So if you are able to certainly a, a nice gesture as a gift. For sure, Sean. So, uh, do you have anything, any others? I've, I've come up with a couple of, uh, things that some, maybe some famous curlers might uh, be looking into. I just have one other one and I don't know if this has ever happened, but I've seen them in people's houses. So there must be a way that this could happen. I think it would be hilarious. Maybe not this year because it wouldn't be nice to the postal worker who would have to deal with this. <laughs> Give somebody a curling stone. I think it could make a secretly fun decorative item in your house, especially if you have a fireplace. Actually, only if you have a fireplace. Without a fireplace, I don't think it works. But... Uh, giving a curling stone there's tons of old curling stones that there's I, I don't know what they do with old stones so if you can find them online give them as a gift particularly if they have the old handle like the 50s style handle on them mm -hmm. those are pretty cool i think they look fun especially you know you got the fire going the stone gets a little warm uh, so let me know if you've ever given a stone as a gift and don't do it this year save it for next year when you can carry it to the person uh, don't don't put that on the postal worker, but that uh, that that could be a fun little gift that you could do. Or or, you know, I would be okay if you sent a, a little rock through the through the postal service through the mail. So, yeah, yeah. So something like that could could work. But uh, let me know if anyone's ever done that before because I've seen them in in people's homes. Want to know how they got there? Hmm. One thing, Sean, that sparked in, in me. Was you know uh, you know those antique globes that you open up and there's like whiskey inside? Yeah, I think I think I've heard of a curling rock version of that. Well, yeah, uh, they sell them at uh, the Vegas events. Well, that just has like straight whiskey in it, but I mean, you know, like a nice uh, crystal glasses, full bottle of right uh, of booze. I, a quick Google search has yielded nothing uh, while we've been talking about it, but uh, I feel like it's out there somewhere. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. That's one of those things that uh, maybe even a special order, go to a local craftsperson. Mm -hmm. All right. So Scott, you said you had some ideas for some famous curlers. Who do you have in mind and what do you got for them? So Sean, Chelsea Carey is famously without a team Yeah, uh, this year. So the easy joke would be that, you know, she could get a new team for the, for the Christmas uh, season, but that's not where I'm going. That's too easy a joke to make. I'm going to say that she's going to wish for singles curling to really take off and become a thing in the Olympics. <laughs> so she doesn't have to worry about dealing with uh, teammates anymore. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that could be a, an option. Do you think, uh, what, what would singles curling look like? So I, I've got this article here from uh, curling Canada. Maybe it was an April fool's joke. I don't know. Uh, but it says like their triples is a thing and then singles could be a thing. And it would be a series of commonly played shots with each being scored against a predetermined criteria. 
Right. So that would be similar to the the singles we used to see at the Continental Cup. Yes, which went away because it was incredibly dull. Very dull. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when you don't have a team, uh, it's pretty good. And <laughs> anything's the, exciting when you don't have a team. And it's the ultimate social distancing sport. Yeah, that's true. It's true. You just have one person at each end, set yeah. up the shots, and go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, and- uh, I have to say too, I for me for Chelsea Carey, I hope if they run a mixed doubles event, she's planning on playing with Colin Hodgson. If there is a national mixed doubles, I hope she wins. And I hope in the post game interview, if Devin Haru is there, whoever's doing it, she just says, "The hell with all of you. I'm <laughs> I'm Chelsea Carey. I don't need anyone else. It's me and Colin against the world. Just shove it, shove it. Four person teams." Yeah. I don't think she would do that. I think she's, you know, not as vindictive as I might want her to be. But uh, I think it'd be funny if she, not if she won. I think it'd be cool if she won. But it'd be funny if she had this reaction of like, I didn't need you all anyway. Yeah, that would be really great. Really, yeah, really. And great. I'd be, I'd be here for it. Oh yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, Sean, along a similar line, I'm going to say that Don McEwen hopes for not like a lot of success for team Jones this year with, uh, <laughs> with Lisa Weedle, uh, for fear of losing her job. You know, uh, she, she's uh, not going to play this season, uh, because she, they're having a baby and, you know, they picked up Lisa Weagle. It was a five man team. We thought, Oh, this, this seems a little strange. Now we know why, but, but like, listen, if team Jones with, uh, Don uh, sitting on the sidelines comes out and, uh, runs the table at the Scotties and the Worlds. Boy, uh, she's got to be questioning whether she'll get her job back. And Sean, I know you have some experience with that. Yes, I have been cut after a team uh, has got, <laughs> won a championship, despite claims that that would not happen. Uh, so yes, it, it certainly can happen. I do wonder, though, about Don McEwen and if this was going to be her last cycle anyway. Don, Don McEwen's in the jennifer jones club of there's nothing left to prove and if they wanted to stop no one's going to be like oh well like like what else could they have achieved they've achieved everything they they need to achieve and with another young child on the way would it be time for for her to to shift to something else i don't know uh, but that speculation has been out there for a while for both her and jennifer jones that they would do this last cycle together and then just move on from the competitive side of the sport but if Don McEwen does lose her job on Jennifer Jones's team, which I be that's it is hard to fathom. For as much as Kathy Overton Clapham, when that happened, that was a big deal. Somehow I would feel like almost more personally upset if Don McEwen got cut from that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if that were to happen and she wanted to play, uh, she would not have a hard time finding a team. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But, uh, you know, you, you never like uh, getting replaced, not on your own terms. No, you're you're absolutely right about that. And, uh, Sean, speaking of the fear of getting replaced, uh, I think Jeff Walker is going to want a contract extension from uh, Team Brad Gushu. Uh, they've played uh, two or three events with uh, other leads this year and won all of those events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Walker, he's, he's going to need some security there. <laughs> he and Laura have a new baby. 
you know, uh, let's just put our roots down, sign a, another term contract with Team Gushu, and, le- and let's move on. Let's not risk getting any more of these young guns in there. Well, maybe Laura's saying that. And she's like, hey, these guys, they can win without you. When we go back on tour, why would we pay for babysitters? You can just watch the baby and I can play. Like, they don't need you. I have a better chance, or I'm more important to my team than you are to your team. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And so all the more reason for Jeff to really want uh, want to sign up and, and really lock in there. You know, you, you hear about NBA players wanting to get, you know, an out after two or three years in their contract. Uh, Jeff Walker's not looking for any out clauses uh, in his contract. Uh, no, fr- front-end players generally are not looking for out clauses. Uh, back-end players are. Uh, usually from those front end players, <laughs> but yeah, uh, front end players aren't usually the ones making the moves. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, Sean, I'll uh, wind up here. This is for all of curling Twitter and especially us. We really want some games to talk about, debate, breakdown. We really miss curling. It looks like it's promising. That we'll get some in early 2021, but yeah. uh, it's just all you know. Keep our fingers crossed, our toes crossed, and and hope that everybody can stay as safe as possible uh, for the next little while to to bridge us to the possibility of getting some new games to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Scott. We're all hoping that uh, games can be played safely, that we have uh, something on our TVs to watch Uh, we all love the sport that's why we play that's why we watch and it is tough to see what's going on both at the grassroots level and at the elite level where locally facilities are closed i think over half of the facilities in ontario are closed for the season even if some of them already opened and i know across the country places are are struggling so we're hopeful that a 2021-2022 season can can happen in its entirety. And for the elite players who I, I know sometimes we can be hard on them, and especially when it comes to things like the format of the national championships and, and some of what they say about that. But I know that they do really want to play. And for some of them, it has very real economic impact on them not being able to play. So hopefully we can all work together as a really an international community take the thing seriously and and follow all the health protocols hopefully this vaccination rollout goes as well as the government at least in this country says that it will and we can get back to some semblance of normalcy yeah absolutely absolutely and uh <clears throat> excuse me if if anybody wants a discussion of you know, the Devin Haru articles or the Ted Wyman articles uh, about changing the format for the national competition. I believe the girls are covering that on their podcast. And uh, Mike Fournier put out a blog yesterday. I think that was really good uh, to give that that perspective. And so I, I don't think we're going to we're going to rehash all that here, but uh, go and read those things. Listen to those things and let us know what you think. Yeah, 100%. I listened to the girls, their most recent episode, and I was just nodding along, agreeing with what they were saying. Same with Mike Fournier. We've talked about it on the show before, earlier in the fall, this idea of, of changing the format. And, you know, for me, it's like, what's the problem? Like, this is a solution in search of a problem, and I, I don't really understand what the issue is. So for a more detailed analysis, 
uh, head on over to the girls. And yeah, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, I wish serenity in this debate. That's, I also wish for that. That'd be a nice Christmas thing that this debate can be serene. We can disagree. It's fine. I don't hate people who want to change the format, but why all the yelling? Yeah. Why all the yelling indeed? Yeah. So, uh, so there you have it. And, and for everyone out there, we wish for you health, happiness, a wonderful end of 2020. Scott, I have a idea for what they should do in Times Square. Ooh, let me hear it. So you know how they drop the ball every year? Oh, tell me more. I've never never heard of this. Uh, Yes, they have a ball (laughs) on one of the buildings in Times Square. and It it falls. It slowly drops for the last 10 seconds of the new year. And then the streamers go off and there's a big, yay, like New Year. And then they play all all lang sign. Mm -hmm. This year, what they should do, because no one will be allowed in Times Square, the ball will drop. And instead of the popping sound of things going everywhere, an old lang sign, just have the sound of a toilet flushing. (laughs) Now we'll flush this turd of a year away and that'll be it. And we're done. Good idea, John. Yeah. And then all the networks just fade to black for 12 hours. Come back at noon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take it easy, everybody. So, uh, yeah, well, I, you know, we know it's certainly been a struggle to get through 2020. We hope that the show has provided some form of entertainment for you if you've been listening along with us. I think, Scott, I can say for me, I think for, for hopefully for you, it's been fun for us to do this every week. It gives us a bit of a distraction from the real world for a little bit. That's what we've intended it to be. And uh, we really appreciate everybody listening, following along, engaging in Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, you know, even if, you know, the debate over the national championships can get a little uh, contentious at times. We do enjoy the interactions. I do enjoy the curling community and being part of this community. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can all get back to talking about what's going on on the ice, as opposed to things like safety protocols. Once we get into the new year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I believe this will be our last show of the year, Sean. Is that right? We'll come back uh, first full week of January. Yeah, so we'll run a couple of our favorite shows over the holiday so that your feed is not totally empty. We'll run some of those for you. If for some of the older shows that you may have missed, some of our summer ones that you know I think are pretty good and pretty fun, we'll run those. But nothing new until the new year. But uh, also check out Facebook. I think we're going to try to set up a, a pod stacking with the guys from Rocks Across the Pond at some point over the holiday season. So we'll see if we can arrange that with everybody's schedules and then have a nice uh, catch up with them because we haven't had a chance to in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, to keep your eyes open for that. Uh, we'll also be making our, our uh, donation uh, yep. to the Canada Food Banks. <clears throat> well, excuse me. I, again, uh, sometime, I think this weekend is when uh, I'll be aiming uh, to check out how much we've sold and, and how much we'll be going. So look for that on Twitter. We'll announce uh, on Twitter uh, the amounts that we're we're doing and some links to where you can help uh, help out with that cause as well. Yeah, and in terms of a Christmas gift, no one ever said a Game of Stones t-shirt was a bad gift. Maybe because it's, no, it's never been given as a gift, but those words have never been said. Exactly. As far as I know. Exactly. So, so uh, head on over to uh, gameofstonespod.com and click the merch link. And uh, it'll take you over to our web store. 
So uh, definitely check it out. And uh, that'll do it for 2020 on the podcast. Uh, we would do a year in review, but uh, well, actually, Scott, let's do our 2020 year in review really quick. Brad Gushu won the Briar. Carrie Anderson won the Scotties. They played a Continental Cup. They played a Grand Slam in January. Uh, John Schuster was going to go to the World Championship. Uh, Tabitha Peterson was playing crazy and just out of her mind and was going to go to the World Championship. And then the world went to hell. Yeah, you got it, Sean. Uh, That's pretty much it. Yeah. So there you go. That's 2020 year in review for curling. <laughs> uh, so we won't have the, the the typical year in review for the sport this year, but uh, that's basically it. So uh, that'll do it for us again. Thank you everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. Have a healthy and happy holiday season, whatever you're celebrating. And hopefully you can uh, you know do the virtual thing with family and friends and uh, take care of yourself and, and have a nice relaxing break uh, and i'll just say quick fact check from earlier in the show tonight scott as we record is actually night six of hanukkah ah great Not seven. Yeah. so uh so everyone who's celebrating happy hanukkah and for those celebrating christmas next week merry christmas so if you have not yet please do subscribe to the show we'll have some stuff for you over the holiday season some of our favorite episodes you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, do the likes, the ratings, all that fun stuff. You can also follow along with everything going on on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. You can find Scott at Scott Likes TV. I am at the Sean Graham. And if you have ideas for what you want to hear in the show as we turn the calendar to 2021, please do get in touch. Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So, Happy New Year, everybody. We'll talk to you in 2021. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.